Hello and welcome to the Age of Light podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, a certified coach and hypnotist that is dedicated to supporting you as you reignite your fire. Together, we will cover topics from well-being and spirituality to confidence and business. Get ready to be activated and receive your permission slip to be authentically you and live beyond limits. So let's shake up your belief system and step through the portal of possibilities. Be warned, this podcast will lift your vibration. Hello and welcome back to another guest podcast episode. I am so excited for you to listen to this one. So excited. And I know that I say this with a lot of them, most of them, because I love every single person that I bring on. Um, so you're just going to have to go with it. But Melissa is incredible. I connect with her on such a deep level. Um, I resonate with her so much. And the stuff that she shares again here today is incredible. She is such an incredibly wise woman and I am just so happy that our paths have crossed that I get to know her in this lifetime so yeah I hope you really enjoy this one and please feel free to as always message me message her leave a review um, to let us know what really resonated with you as that is always really helpful for us to know and yeah let's dive right in and enjoy Melissa Ayub. Hello. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so happy to see you. Um, we just did a little bit of a grounding meditation um, led by Melissa and that was so lovely. Thank you so much. Um, how are you feeling? I feel excited and um, yeah, really happy to be in this space with you and all of you through this time and space. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for um, for your time here today that you're going to spend um, chatting to me, chatting to us. Um, and I'd love to, first of all, just ask you, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are today. Yeah, so my journey's certainly been interesting and colorful. Um, I was raised in a little little big farming community in California. Um, and I ended up moving out of my home when I was 16. There was a lot of trauma and I had to leave. So I did. And I graduated high school. I started college right away and, um, I became a nurse. So, um, nursing was (laughs) interesting, Um, it was really, really difficult. Um, a very, very traumatic environment just by nature. Um, and I did work emergency medicine and critical care, which both are very traumatic just by nature. You're always on, always have to show up and people are going through literally the worst times of their lives. And there's a lot of death and there's a lot of, uh, pain, um, So I did that for about 10 years and I always knew nursing wasn't really the right fit for me, but I was on my own and I was really led by the people that cared about me the most. They were always like, oh, go be a nurse. Like it's a great profession. Um, So I listened and I'm, I'm glad I did. Nursing taught me so much about people and so much about space holding and life and, Mm -hmm. um, it's a really grounding experience. 
Um, but it was really draining my life force, like incredibly just always having to be, um, on and always having to be in these situations that were really triggering constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention like 12 hour shifts where you get a 30 minute lunch, like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, um, was going to be a nurse practitioner and I entered this coaching program where I, to be a coach and I had the plan to be a nurse practitioner. I was all actually set to go. And through this n- coaching program, all that self inquiry, you know, cause we practice on one another. When you learn how to coach, you practice on your, your, um, fellow classmates. Mm-hmm. And I came to the realization, like, what am I doing? I don't want to be a nurse practitioner. I don't want to be in this field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that, that I had to go deep and soul search and like, what is it that I really want to do? And it took a lot of time and it took a lot of, um, surrendering and rest to really get into that space, to figure out like, who am I really and what direction do I really want to go? And so I quit my nursing job. And since then, that was about seven months ago, I've been um, building a coaching business now. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. I just want to celebrate you for all that you've done to where you are now. Um, Wow. That is incredible. And we spoke before, before we recorded as well about how hard um nursing was and I really um I just have a lot of respect for you um in that job as well um because I know well I can imagine how difficult that must have been um but yeah I'm just so so glad to know you where you are now as well because there are so many things within your power um I've been lucky enough to do some somatic healing with you and some astrology reading as well which has been incredible you're so talented at holding space um it's incredible so i just wanted to say that and um thank you so much for sharing (laughs) thank you so i mean you kind of touched upon this already um but what has been one of the most pivotal things or points in your life or what currently is Yeah. So I have, there's been so many pivotal moments. Um, but I would say that like, I would separate a really big pivotal moment in becoming more aware of myself and becoming more conscious of the world around me and becoming more connected. I feel like that has been, um, the most pivotal because we can't always like control our circumstances. We can't always control what happens to us. But when we like cultivate connectedness, when we cultivate relationship with ourselves, with the world around us, with, with the way that nature operates and how we fit into that. Um, I don't know. I have personally found that that's like, it's been one of the most freeing things I've ever done. So I would say that that when I began to really cultivate that awareness, which has been a process and a journey, but I would say really the last year and a half of really just like, wow, I can make decisions 
based on connectedness to, to who I am, based on connectedness to nature, based on connectedness to spirit. So that this last year and a half has been really the most pivotal, I would say. Wow. Um, when you were speaking then, I was just thinking about something that you said before as well. Um, because obviously you were in such a in such a different environment of like constantly go 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 as you were explaining. Um, how did you find it to stop afterwards? Like how how was it easy to kind of find these tools or um, to rest and to sit still? Like how was that transition for you? And how did you kind of find all of these elements um, that have helped you to where you are today? Mm. So was it easy to transition? No. Um, the body, the mind, they get really addicted to this feeling, right? Like this is how it feels to be normal. Like this is normal. This amount of like effort and like feeling of like, I can do things. I can get up and I can do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I do think that the mind and the body get addicted to that state and really don't know something else. And I really didn't. You know, I really have always been super hard on myself about resting. Like there's always been this like shame aspect for it. Um, and so it's been, you know, I've worked with a lot of somatic healing, like the somatic therapy that I would say was one of the best tools. So the somatic healing is when you connect back to your body, to the sensations that are happening to, in your body and that's like a leap pad. So once you can connect with how your body's actually feeling, this moment of like override of like, oh, I need to be doing this, this, and this instead of like cultivating rest and cultivating what my body needs. So once you tune in and you feel, what is my body actually feeling? What does my body as like a being need right now? Mm -hmm. That's when I really found that's where I found like the jumping off point because it, it hasn't been the end point. And I constantly come back to like, Oh, how is my body feeling right now? Like, is my body feeling regulated? Am I feeling regulated? Mm -hmm. So really it's been a process over, you know, a few years and it, it has been really difficult to learn how to like slow down. It has been extremely difficult. Um, but it's been well worth the effort. It's been well worth it. Mm. Wow. No, I can't imagine that being easy. Um, I mean, I've been through something a little bit similar as well. Um, when working practically full time and studying at the same time a few years ago, <laughs> it was, it was a very different pace to where I am now where, you know, we were just talking before where I just, I'm taking a week off because I'm on to rest. Yeah. That was never happening back then. Um, and it's, um, it is such a difference when you learn to listen to your body and to tune in and to say, you know what? Yeah, I do need to kind of slow down and kind of, um, but it's, it, it is a process of unraveling and unlearning. Like you just said, like, it's not just a one day from another, from one day to another, you're just like, oh yeah, I can stop now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a very big of, um, like really noticing those thoughts and, um, yeah, just moving through all of those emotions of not enough of you're not doing enough. You're too still. Um, because 
I mean, I was actually talking about this with a friend um, not too long ago about how we are taught this, like from the moment we're born, it's like, go, go, go. You need to, you know, you need to keep moving. You need to join all these systems and, you know, be the best and rest is unproductive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That productivity point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, what what do you think as well about the whole like rest is unproductive thing? Like, how do you think we can shift that for people? Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting because it's like the chicken and the egg, in my opinion, because when you rest, you are able to tune out the noise. Mm-hmm. You are able to tune out what it gives you access. At least it gives you the ability or it starts to give you the ability to tune out what is you and what is others and what is others expectations. Like you have to slow down in order to be able to differentiate. Um, and a lo- that belief, that belief of rest is unproductive. So that's a belief that isn't necessarily true, but it's like you said, from, from the time that we're born, we're, it's almost seems intentional. Like, Oh, you know, your worth is tied up into how productive you are. Mm-hmm. And that often leads us to burnout and, um, fatigue and not really being able to make decisions from a grounded place of like, this is who I am. I'm connected to who I am. I'm connected to what I value. And now I'm going out into the world and taking action, you know, and rest isn't the end point, but rest is an entry point to creating a life that feels and is more aligned with who you are and what you value. So it's really like, that belief, it's a belief. So like, how do you examine beliefs and restructure your belief system around rest? You know? Yeah. Wow. It it does take some time to unlearn. I think it feels like you're on a hamster wheel um, for for most of that time, because like you say, like your worth is dependent on your productivity, but also on your results. So you have to kind of Oh, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, but um, yeah. Um, is there anything else that comes up for you that you'd like to add to that? Yeah. Um, let's see. I've just noticed, like, I noticed this in my coworkers. I love my fellow nurses so much. Like I loved them with all my heart. Like I noticed this, like you were saying, this tendency to just be so stuck in that hamster wheel. Like I know that I want something different for my life. I know I want something so much more for my life, but I feel so stuck and so unable to unhook myself from what's happening that I don't know, you know, I, I I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this same trajectory. Um, yeah. So I just, I really empathize with that. And I really like mm-hmm. see that that tendency comes from people who, um, and I see it a lot in women, like mm-hmm. men too, I'm sure. But I think I connect so deeply with women is this like, 
like I am only worth what I do. I am only worth what I give. Mm -hmm. And um, this like huge like strength, you know, because it does take strength to keep going on that way. It does take this underlying resilience. So like, I also want to recognize that like, yes, okay, you're stuck in the hamster wheel, but also what does this like say about the qualities that you intrinsically have, you know, how strong you are, how resilient you are, how much you want to give, how much you want to live in alignment. Like, you know, so I just also want to recognize that although that, you know, someone may feel stuck and a lot of us do feel stuck Mm -hmm. in this like trajectory that also recognize what beauty and what um, qualities are there that Mm -hmm. make make you so beautiful and make you able to be able to change your Mm -hmm. no absolutely I 100% agree with that I think um it's kind of I guess character building in a sense um Mm -hmm. when you (laughs) you know that you've gone through um it's also so much more rewarding when you do slow down and you're like oh I have done that, you know, and I know what not what I do not want to do anymore. Um, I think, you know, as women, especially we tend to overcompensate because there are so many stories in our heads that, you know, we've been told from maybe the beginning of not doing enough of, you know, having to having to work harder to prove our worth um, or you know, not being as resilient, not being being too emotional. So we have to be more hard, you know, more hardcore to um, get those results and shut ourselves off um, and not feel the things that we actually, that our body needs to feel. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's very difficult, um, like you said, to kind of unhook from that um, and really see it. And I think I think, because I know I was, I was terrified of slowing down because I knew that if I did, I would see that the relationship I was in wasn't for me, the job I was in wasn't for me, the course I was doing wasn't necessarily for me. And I knew that if I stopped and I stepped off of that wheel, deep down I knew this, if I did, and I would actually be resting, I would see all of this and I would have to confront it. And I think deep down, a lot of us consciously or subconsciously do this because we're not necessarily in the place that we want to be. Mm -hmm. So what I hear you saying is maybe that there's this like fear of maybe you do sense that like, hey, this isn't aligned. And then once you slow down, you have to look it straight in the eye and like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, that's huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For some people that might definitely be the case because I I felt like that because I knew exactly. um, I mean, I didn't consciously, wasn't consciously aware of it, but I saw it as soon as I slowed down. um, I quit everything because I was like, I don't want this. This isn't for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I kind of sit, you know, with with all of these things. I had more time to think. I had much more time to think when I slowed down. I had much more time to listen to my thoughts, um, to listen to my needs, which we often don't have when we don't mm-hmm. slow down. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, um, so 
so blessed to see that you have been able to like you taking this week off and actually taking that time like I want to pat you on the back because yeah. yay <laughs> I love to see it <laughs> thank you and for you as well for being able to leave that environment and saying you know this isn't this isn't what I want yeah a little booby <laughs> yeah. yep <laughs> yeah no it takes a lot it takes a lot I think especially um I mean especially for us women because I don't know in my head it's always like and it's still something I'm working on is if I quit something even though I haven't finished it that's not good like it can't be good like I have to have finished something or I have to you know or it's kind of like this worry of um you know I'm quitting but but I shouldn't be or you know like I don't know it's like this whole there's always like this whole backstory that some of us have in our heads where it's like oh this is what I'm good at or you know this is what I was told to do which I felt a lot of as well um so it takes a lot of guts to to say you know this isn't for me and to Mm -hmm. take that time and be like I trust my gut and I'm gonna leave Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and that really like examining your beliefs so all of those things like I believe that this is only what I'm good at. Like, it's a belief. You may not be saying I believe, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm only good at this. Or Mm -hmm. if I don't do this, this is, I'm not worthy. Like these are all beliefs that like all of our beliefs need to be examined, but especially the ones that we direct at ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, people who are really hard on themselves, which I'm guessing that your audience is probably the sensitive, like hard on myself you know, type of audience, like these beliefs need to be really examined. And how do you examine beliefs? It's not when you're stressed. (laughs) There's no way, you know, your, your body, your mind, your nervous system, even your spiritual system is going to be on like survival alert. And we're so much of the time in this survival mode, our body, our nervous system, the way that it's activated just by the stimulation of getting in a car, of drinking coffee, like not that coffee's all bad, but just that like we have to examine like, wow, what is going on in my life? And what does the A plus B equal C? A plus B, there's this stimuli. My nervous system is wired to react this way. I am in a stress state. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's very logical. It's very much like easy to follow. So when you take out that stimuli and you allow your nervous system to relax, your spiritual system, your emotional system, your mental system to to relax, your physical system, Mm -hmm. then we are able to access these like higher states of being of like examining our beliefs of making different choices. Like we're not going to make different choices or at least very good choices if we're in the constant stress state. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Um, and I feel like maybe every single person who's listened to this, definitely myself, has done that in the past. And um, there is physical evidence of that. Um, so, yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, what is one thing, one part of your medicine or one part of your life that you know, you will always come back to something that you will never stop doing. There's so many things. (laughs) Um, 
I think the biggest one, which underlines, it's like the one of the main beliefs that I carry um, that I will never let go of is like how interconnected that we are, Mm -hmm. how interconnected the world around us is, and like how there is a beautiful design within ourselves and within nature and we can observe it and we can be a part of it and like yeah that to me is the most fulfilling comforting thing I've ever come across um I'm currently so we moved in on half an acre and I don't know if you're familiar with permaculture but I'm all about permaculture. Um, This last year, I like built my own soil. Well, actually, let's take that back. I helped build soil. I was not the only player in this. Um, I like gathered seaweed and leaves from my around in my community. Um, Tried to go as local as possible and like built my own soil up. And it was a small version, but I'm really excited because on this half an acre, I'm going to be building a permaculture. I want it to be something the community can come together around. I want to feed people. I want to feed animals. I want to restore the land that this house is on. I want it to be um, like harmonious. And so, yeah, those principles of permaculture really underlie this belief of like, just really beautiful stuff so that would I I would say that's like the deepest part of my medicine wow I love that and I really agree with it I think even just hearing you talk about it then gave me a lot more a lot of comfort as well um I love relating everything back to nature because um I mean for example I live really far out of where I actually work um and people are always like why'd you live so far away I'm like because it's literally surrounded by like forest and nature and like it's two it's two minute walk away and um that's what I want that's what I need um because it is I mean it's just so good for the soul and for the mind and I notice a massive difference if I go for a walk or I don't um so yeah I think yeah that that's I really resonate with that um I'm I'm also very often the person that walks around barefoot um (laughs) yes I love that (laughs) I just love doing that because that's exactly how I grew up in Portugal um Mm. we just had quite a big um quite a I want to say playing field but it was just my my parents' land was quite big so I would was always barefoot and Mm. My mom shouted at me. She, she still does when I go back. She's like, why are you always barefoot? I'm like, because I want to be. Um, mm. And I love it. And um, over here, when I go for long walks, sometimes I take my shoes off as well. Um, and, you know, some people are like, Ugh, it's muddy. And it's like, it's part of it. It's just part of it. Um, <laughs> it's so good for you. Oh, my God. Earthing, like getting your body, your bare body, your feet, like that was our design 
the like our design is to be that close to the earth like i mean when we're talking about electromagnetic frequencies like our body we could this could go deep like our bodies are literally built and designed to have that charge from the earth come through our bodies like and we can absorb minerals through our feet. So like the dirt, the, the mud, it has, it's very mineral rich mm -hmm. and we live in a very mineral depleting world. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's, and the connectedness, it's just, and your feet, like your feet need to be barefoot on the ground. They were designed to be that way. Mm -hmm. So I just love that. I love barefoot. Mm -hmm. I love it. Love it. Love it. Good I, for you. I, so much. <laughs> I, I, I wear um because I have to, you know, wear shoes in a city. I just wear my barefoot shoes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which one do you wear? Which ones do you wear? Um, they're Vivo barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I, I love those so much. Um, yeah. For like two years now, they've actually helped the way that I walk so much because I had a sprained ankle, so I used to put a lot more weight on one foot than the other, and yeah. now completely changed that um to I guess normal um but I absolutely love I mean I want to learn so much more about um prima culture but like this year specifically I have been trying to make more of an effort to learn as to what actually grows because I am surrounded by nature I was I was practically every single weekend I was picking as many blackberries as I could from yeah. every corner um, <laughs> yeah and I did the same with wild garlic in March. Mm -hmm. um, I kept going back and back and getting more. Um, I'm, I'm obviously still learning quite a bit, but um, I love that. I think there's something so, so grounding about just standing there in silence and just picking those berries. I was literally there for two hours just picking them and just thinking to myself, this is so nice. This is so calming. This is like a free snack that I can just have anytime and I'm going to fill my freezers with all of this and I'm going to know where it's come from like I'm going to know exactly where it's come from and it's going to feel so incredibly good um and next year I want to plant we have a teeny tiny garden but I am determined to plant lots of veg in it next year mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's and it's all like data it's all gives you the the springboard for more so you start where you're at and and as far as like foraging, love it. Mm -hmm. Isn't it just so beautiful? Like berries, for example, it's like a gift. Like literally, it's like a gift. This plant is giving a gift. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like the plant loves you and wants you to enjoy. It, it, I just, I just love it. I love it so much. Oh my God, I actually found some apples the other day. So usually the, the two apple trees that are, by the part that I usually go to, they're usually, you know, too high because everyone's either already picked them or mm -hmm. I just can't them. I'm too small because they're too far, far <laughs> high up. And one of them, because of the storm we had recently, there were lots of apples on the ground and they weren't even fully ripe. So I was like picking them up and taking them. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, free apples. I'm going to have those. <laughs> So now I've got some apples as well. Um, but it just feels like there's something so different about it when you pick up fruit um you know but you know exactly where it's come from and you can actually kind of give thanks to the plant mm -hmm. directly and be mm -hmm. like so much for giving that to me um there's something just so incredibly special about that and um i think it's so easy to forget 
that those things grow in like random places like a park or a forest because mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of people just look at the thorns and go ah blackberries whatever um they don't even think about the fact that they can just eat them um <laughs> right oh so, yeah it's a perfect snack it is I love blackberries so much me too I, I know they grow they grow there's a lot of foraging here in the pacific northwest mm-hmm. and blackberries being one of them they are an invasive species but that doesn't here i don't know where they're mm-hmm. native to but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy them where they are like <laughs> you know yeah. um i mean everything if you think about it everything had to have been an invasive species at one point or another so that's so true yeah like you know yeah well um I don't actually know how long we've been talking for but um (laughs) (laughs) I would love to ask you um what do you love the most about your life today what do I love most about my life oh this is so funny because it's right there's a few things um and I'm gonna get a little personal here First off, I moved into this house and there is, there are several pear trees and they are fruiting like beyond, like there's just fruit on fruit on fruit on, like climbing that tree and picking fresh pears. I'm just like, like, oh, I'm in heaven. Um, the second thing I love the most about my life is, um, I took in my my niece, um, she's 14 and she, you know, came from a rough situation and just seeing her thrive and being able to like, like be present and be, apply all these things that I've been learning about spirituality and communication to someone who's just like, come from trauma and needs like a ton of love and I'm by no means perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so deeply satisfying to me. Relationships are so important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so deeply satisfying that I can, like, I've done the inner work that I can show up for her and that she's safe here with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the third thing is that I have, so much more choice i'm so much more connected to who i am like who melissa is and you know being so relationship oriented i always lost myself in others mm-hmm. and still sometimes do um you know like like doing things for others all the time like filling my days with doing things for others and like wanting to be there for everyone. I have a huge family and I just love to, I do have a heart of service, but then there was this like people pleasing tendency. I was going a million miles an hour. I wasn't sitting down to like rest and actually check in with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say those three things are the best part about my life. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, is there anything else that you feel like you really want to share or that's coming up for you where you're like, this is coming through for the people listening? Let me just breathe for a minute and see. 
Yeah. So I just want you guys to know that like you are worthy of resting in whatever capacity that means to you. You are worthy of the time. You are worthy of the space. You are worthy just by being alive, just by being you. And um, I just encourage you to just sit still for a minute today. Just sit still for 60 seconds and breathe, you know, and mm-hmm. see, see if that can't help calibrate you. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, I, I needed that reminder as well. So thank you so much for <laughs> Um Where can people find you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram. They can find me at Sacred Springs Coaching. I picked the name because Sacred Springs are another restful, beautiful, nature-oriented reminder of wisdom. So I love the name Sacred Springs, by the way. That's such a such a nice name. Um when I saw that first, I was like, oh my god, that sounds so nice. <laughs> so good. right is there anything else you'd like to share i think that's it i love that we talked about permaculture and foraging i love that so much (laughs) me too oh my gosh um that's what we're going to be doing if i were to visit you over there oh heck yeah (laughs) well i wish i could share some pears with you man i wish i could just send you home with a bag of pears (laughs) oh me too actually i love i know they're so good (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so so much for your time Melissa. it was so lovely having me yeah thank you so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) 